you guys can probably guess i want to talk about israel on this episode a lot has been going on with israel i don't know if you guys have been able to tell but it's like we're watching revelation play out in real time and it's really really crazy to me i mean i always thought we had a lot longer to go i just thought we had a lot longer to go before jesus came back and that we had a lot longer to go before the antichrist even arrived like i thought we had a lot longer to go and maybe we do but this is a very huge attack by hamas on israel and this has been something that's been happening for for a really long time where Palestine, which is not even a country technically, it's literally a concept. Like, Palestine is not like a country that all these people waving Palestine flags in America and all over the globe, like, they don't even know that Palestine is not even a country. But anyway, um, you know, it's been it's been pretty crazy. It's been, I was going to record this episode a few days ago, but I have just been so emotionally destroyed by all of this, like, spiritually tattered, that it has been hard for me to even sleep. And so I, I figured I would sleep before I recorded an episode on this, but it is something that has been going on for a very long time, where Hamas is this Islamic terrorist organization. A lot of these, um, you know, terrorist organizations, almost all of them actually, are Islamic, and that's because Islam is a terrible, evil religion, which is what I've been saying for a very long time, but I always get banned when I say that. Um, You know, I was banned on Twitter over the summer by Elon for saying that Islam is evil, and it is evil. It is a trash religion. It's a terrible religion. It breeds terrorists. And we see that with Hamas. We see that with ISIS. We see that with the Taliban. We see it all over the place with Islam, where they're breeding these, these, and literally, because I got this very long um, email from an Israeli citizen the other day when I was, I was going on and on about how Christians need to stand with Israel. And it blows my mind that a lot of Christians aren't standing with Israel. Like you, there's two sides of this. You're standing with Israel or you're standing with Islamic terrorists. And I just don't want to be on that latter side because I know that that is not what God wants me to do. So I don't understand why a lot of people are just so quick to, you know, hate Israel, hate um, Israelis. I don't really understand that. I think that there's a lot of Jew hatred out here, and I don't like that. I don't, I don't like seeing that a lot of Jews are going to end up being saved. I believe that. I believe that when Jesus gets back, a lot of Jews are end up go, are going to end up being saved. And so I'm never going to be the person that's just like, oh wow. Israel. Oh, wow, Jews. I'm never going to be that way. I have so much in common with the Jews. We all have so much in common with the Jews. We worship the same God as the Jews. We do not worship the same God as the Muslims. So siding with Muslims has never made sense to me when I see people siding with the Muslims. I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Do you understand that these are brutal savages, that these are terrorists, that these are people who are beheading babies in Gaza? Like, do you know what is going on? And if you do, why are you, why are you, and, and the silence, there's been so much silence, which lets me know that people are siding with the Islamic terrorists because you've got to be very vocally for Israel or you're very, very silently in a lot of cases for the Islamic terrorists. And don't think I'm not on to you. I know exactly what's going on. Um, a lot of people have been comparing this to Ukraine, and I think that that's also, like, ridiculous because we never gotten any war footage from Ukraine. Like, I've never seen photo or a video of actual war footage come out of Ukraine. I've never seen any of that. I've never, I've never heard any audio. I have not seen any war footage come out of Ukraine. What I've seen is Vogue travel to Ukraine to get their very glamorous headshots of Zelensky and his wife um, and try to make them look like war 
heroes like Winston Churchill. That's what I've seen. I haven't seen, I have not seen any war footage come out of Ukraine. So, but very quickly out of Israel, we had all of this footage come out. We had photos, we had videos. It was overwhelming. I literally just got nauseous and was like throwing up because there was so much of it and it was so brutal because again, these are Islamic terrorists and they are terrible people and they are men who just didn't have control over themselves or their lives in any way, shape or form. And so they joined this tyrannical religion that gave them a sense of control and power. Um, but it's really just, uh, it's it's a, it's a religion that glorifies sin and um, it, it permits men to abuse their natural masculinity and their natural, uh, they are stronger than women and children. We know that. But Islam gives men an excuse to brutalize people. And so weak men are big into that. They love that. And that's why a lot of men are, um, you know, turning to Islam. They just, they don't have any control over themselves. It's always the weakest men that can't take care of themselves that are joining Islam because they want to have this stupid brotherhood where it's like, I got you if you got me and you can rape this woman and child and I'll rape this one and, and this child and then we're, we got each other's back, bro, right? It's like, it's the most ghetto religion ever. It doesn't make any sense. Their prophet, Muhammad, an illiterate pedophilic buffoon um, who married a six-year-old and raped her when she was nine. This is not a religion that even should be called a religion, by the way. It's just this, uh, like, pedophilic rape, torture, murder cult is what it really is. And we have to be allowed to call it that. But again, we're not because every time I try to tell the truth about Islam, I'm getting banned on all social media. I was just banned on Instagram again. And they say, oh, we're just protecting you. So we're banning your account to protect your identity. I was like, what? I was like, clearly you're banning me because I've been talking about Islam and terrorism and how Islamic terrorists are like the only terrorists in the world. I mean, there are certainly other people that terrorize, but these terrorist organizations are predominantly Islamic. And there's got to be something that's said for that that is like a negative thing to be said because it's a bad thing and it's not good. And in no under no circumstances, a lot of people too have been saying, well, you know, Palestine, is they're really, they're the ones that we deserve our sympathies because look, they were kicked out of their land. It was never their land. It was always Israelites' land. It was always Israel's land. It was always the Jews' land. Jesus was a Jew. Jews live in Israel. Jews were displaced after World War II because a lot of them died during the Holocaust, by the way. A lot of you seem to forget about that, all of you people that are hating the Jews again now um, and siding with Islamic terrorists. But the Jews went back to their homeland after World War II, and that is why they were there. And they were always supposed to be there, per the Bible, per that is what God said. And so I'm really, really tired of seeing people say, oh, the Palestinians, they were just, they were displaced and it was their land first. They, it was not their land first. It was never their land. They are like people who broke into your house and you were gone on vacation and then you come back and they're just like, this is our house. This is, it's always been our house. It's like, no, I've been on vacation and I think that it's my house. And so you've got to get out of here and you got to get out now. And then it's like those people that you kick out of your house because they're, they're trespassers, um, they're thieves. And then they're coming and attacking your, you and your house to try to regain control of your house. But like it was never their house. And like, that is how I see the situation. I'm also wondering why all of these other Islamic nations in the Middle East do not absorb the 
Palestinians that are predominantly Muslim. And even if they're not Muslim, they have to say that they're Muslim because that's how Muslims are. Like, that's how Islam is. It's like, it's it's a it's a forceful religion. They're like, you have to be Muslim. You have to. It totally makes sense to me. And a lot of people are like, Jenny, don't be presumptuous about the Antichrist religion. But from my independent research of the Bible and trying to figure out where he's going to come from, what religion, if any, he's going to be, it seems to me that the Bible indicates that the Antichrist is going to come from Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. And Iraq today is 98% Muslim. So I'm just saying the Antichrist is looking like he's going to be a Muslim. Of course, I don't know that. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that I know that for a fact. Like, I'm not I'm not somebody that's having dreams and that I'm like a prophet and I know everything. No. I'm just saying this is what I have seen in the Bible and this is what I'm telling you guys based on what I feel like it is indicating. I mean, a lot of people also say, well, Babylon, it's talking, it's symbolic. It's talking about something else. It's talking about Rome. It's Babylon, but Rome. And I just don't get that and I don't think so. I think that God is pretty clear. Um, Jesus was into symbolism, but, you know, I think that God in the Bible pretty much says what he means. And I don't think that God would have just said Babylon just because he wanted to say Babylon. Like, I think he meant Babylon, as in that is where he's going to come from. And that is just my personal belief. You don't have to believe that. That's what I believe. Um, And Islam is really the only religion in our world, especially the only, like, world, like, main world religion that is, is tyrannical enough to try to make the rest of the world be Muslim. Like, I don't really see another religion being tyrannical enough to be, like, to be the Antichrist religion. And we know from the Bible that the Antichrist is going to try to force everybody to follow him, follow his religion, follow his way of life, follow everything that he says, because he's the king of the world. Until Jesus gets back, that is. And so Jesus is definitely coming back. Jesus is going to rule from Jerusalem and Israel. We know that. And so I just think that it is very important. Like, Israel has always been a very, very important country to God, the most important country to God. These are God's people, like it or not. And again, a lot of Jews are going to end up being saved. I really think they are. And so it's just not our place to side with Islamic terrorists as Christians, certainly not. Um, But as just any human being in the world, you shouldn't be siding with the terrorists like ever. Um, And so I just think that, and I've, I've said this a million times before, it's another really long intro, but I just need to say this before we get into everything. Um, there is a point in which you are tolerating everything. To the, the, There's a point where you are tolerating evil and you can't tolerate evil because then you're not good anymore. Then you're tolerating things that are hurting other people and it defeats your whole purpose of tolerating everything to begin with because you wanted to be loving. You wanted to be caring. You wanted to be compassionate. You can't tolerate evil and be caring and compassionate. It doesn't work that way. And I've also been getting into some social media battles with people who have been saying, well, Jenny, shouldn't we shouldn't we try to reach out to Hamas and and to ISIS and to the Taliban and and really, you know, just reach them with the gospel and and then maybe they'll convert to Christianity and they'll just have a change of heart. Um, y'all can do that if you want. Y'all can go to the Middle East. Y'all can go talk to these terrorist organizations if you want. I'm certainly not going to be doing that. Um, I, I see, I see people's point when they say that. You obviously want everybody to convert and be a believer and believe in Jesus Christ. I want that for all of the Jews, by the way, too. Um, but <laughs> I mean, good luck with that. Like, good luck with that. I'm not going to be doing that because I don't think that these people are salvageable. They are beheading infants in Gaza. Like, that they're not 
not salvageable people to me. These are rapists. These are pedophiles. These are people who torture people and murder people. And you guys, there have been some... There, there are some things that I just can't talk about on this episode, some stuff that I've seen come out of Gaza where the, the level of torture that these Hamas Islamic terrorists have done to children and women in these rooms, like, just, I can't even say it, it's like so horrific. But they're just like raping them and murdering them at the same time in these rooms. And Benjamin Netanyahu, prime minister of Israel, was sharing some of these images because it's a cry for help. He's literally like, look at what these monsters are doing to us. Like, do you see what these people have been doing? And I think that Benjamin Netanyahu has also, you know, just for the longest time tried. He's tried so hard to just let these people live in like pseudo peace. Like he's tried to just sort of coexist. But that's another word that the left uses all the time. But you, it's it's the same thing. It's like you're trying to tolerate evil, but you shouldn't be doing that in the first place. And I do think that Benjamin Netanyahu is a good person. I do actually believe that. And I think that he's tried to handle this the best way that he could. Um he tried to, you know, have them be in their area and like just hopefully everybody can just coexist. But you can't coexist with terrorists. You especially can't coexist with Islamic terrorists. It, like Muslims do not, they are just not moral people. They are not honest people. They don't care about coexisting and peace. They care about total domination. And so you're not going to be able to coexist with people like that. And clearly, clearly from these most recent attacks, we know that. But that is what we're going to be talking about on this episode. Another exceptionally long intro, but here we go. <laughs> Before we get into everything, I do need to remind you guys about Noble Gold. You guys have heard me talk about Noble Gold before, but especially if the Antichrist is like OTW on the way, then you want to invest in gold and silver because this is what they used in the Bible to pay for things. You guys, they use gold and silver and precious metals. And so I think we're going to end up going back to that. We don't we don't have money that's backed by anything of value anymore. And so you're going to want to invest in things that will always hold value. And that is gold and silver and precious metals. And Noble Gold will help you do exactly exactly that. If you guys want to check this out, I'll have a link below. But basically, they will help you guard against inflation, hedge against the dollar, outperform stocks and bonds, and so, so much more. Um, you just really want to be able to diversify right now. We don't know where the economy is headed. We know that inflation is trash. We know that everything is really going in a terrible direction. And the Antichrist, as we all know on this podcast, if you've read Revelation, then you know that he's going to end up controlling the marketplace. He's going to end up kicking people out who don't who he doesn't like. Like You can't participate in the marketplace if the Antichrist doesn't like you. And if the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim, then I mean, just good luck with that. So I think this is a good idea. I'll have a link below for you guys to check that out. And if you do, let me know what you think. By the way, I think that the Antichrist is going to end up using something like Neuralink um, to control the marketplace. But I have to tell you guys something, something that I figured out. This is how I figured it out, actually. I figured out where really the Antichrist was going to be coming from because I was trying to make 
make sure that Elon, like, Musk was not the Antichrist. I had to figure out, like, all, like, where he was from and where the Antichrist was going to be from. And I was trying to put it all together in my mind because when Elon Musk banned me off of Twitter, I thought it was so duplicitous. I thought he was being so two-faced. He said, oh, we have a free speech platform and welcome everybody and welcome back to those who were banned before. But then he banned me for literally just telling the truth about Islam. And now look where we are with these attacks from Hamas and all these other, you know, Islamic terrorist organizations, the Taliban. All of this was really made possible by Joe Biden and his horrendous pullout from Afghanistan. Remember how he gave the Taliban, again, Islamic terrorist organization, like $8 billion worth of equipment and weaponry? Like, you don't do that on accident. A lot of people said, oh, that was just such an accident. I think it was intentional. I think that Joe Biden is, you know, he's obviously dementia ridden. He's obviously decrepit. Like, he's obviously not well. But I do also think that he is evil. And I think that that was an intentional thing. You don't just, somebody would have had to have stopped him and say, um, I think, Mr. President, this would be a bad idea because we're going to end up leaving all of this, like, $8 billion worth of weaponry and equipment for the Islamic terrorist organization, the Taliban. Have you ever heard of them? Like, I think that this was just too, um, it was just too perfect for Islamic terrorists for it to have been an accident on Joe Biden's part. I think it was intentional. And we need to remember that Joe Biden gave $6 billion to Iran. Iran is another country, Islamic country, that was very excited about this Hamas attack on Israel. They were tweeting out, their leader was tweeting out things that were just basically saying, we we are so excited about the Jew genocide that, that we're going to be participating in. And we're so excited that this is finally happening. A lot of the Muslims all around the world have been rejoicing and celebrating that this has happened to Israel. So they're not hiding that they're evil. It's just the fact that um, social media companies like Twitter, now X, just ridiculous. What a ridiculous name, Elon, to call your platform. Um, But the social media platforms like that, kicking people like me off because we're talking about the fact that Muslims are just honestly, they're evil. They're evil. They're, they have an evil religion and everybody's like, that is so bigoted. You have to be kind to everybody. You really don't. You have to be kind to people who are kind, but you don't have to be kind to people who are kind. You don't really have to be kind to anybody, actually. Um, but I'm kind to people that are kind and, I, and, I'm, and I'm pointing out when people are evil because I think it's kind to stop evil. Like I've always looked at it this way, but if there's a little girl getting beat up on the playground at your school and you're in middle school and you're not doing anything to stop the bully, then then you are yourself evil as well. And I don't believe in just watching evil things happen. I believe in calling evil out and I believe in pointing evil in a better direction. Hopefully that can happen. Um, But if it can't, then sometimes horrendous things have to happen to bad men so that they're not out here bullying and torturing and murdering and raping and being pedophiles to people in the world. That is what I believe. I believe in goodness. I believe in righteousness. I believe in holiness. I believe in things that God believes in because I know that that's what my job on this planet is to do. And so I'm going to continue to do that. But I know that all of the Muslims in the world are going to be mad at me for doing that. So here's the thing. I don't think that all Muslims are actually evil. I think because it's such a tyrannical religion, I think predominantly, yeah, that like most of the male uh, Muslims are actually evil because they are either, you know, they really do believe this, this tyranny, forcing other people through ways of like Sharia law, um, you know, forcing people to, I just don't believe in forcing people to have faith in anything. Faith should be something that you come to freely. That's why we have religious freedom in our country. We believe in that, but Muslims do not. Um, They believe in forcing everybody to be Muslim, and I don't like that. So there's men that are 
are Muslims who are like that and they're super tyrannical and controlling because again they have no control over themselves um, and then there's like the men who are I think are just afraid and they're still wicked and evil because they're you know they're cowards but there are the men that are super tyrannical that are Muslims and then there are the ones that are just kind of cowards and are going with it um, you know to the detriment of women and children and really everyone in the Muslim community um, and so but then there's the women and children who I think are you know very brainwashed into thinking that this is a good religion quote-unquote again it is it is a torture death rape pedophile uh murder cult and that is just what it is so i think there's the the women and children are predominantly brainwashed and it's really all they've ever known they've they've grown in this community of you have to be a muslim and there is no other way and you can't you know question this and, and you're going to end up doing what we tell you to do and you're going to end up allowing us to rape you and to rape your kids and this is how we do it in muslim world there was an article um that somebody sent me from australia there was a muslim who moved to australia he raped this little boy and then the authorities came for him obviously and he said why what's the big deal this is just you know normal and where i come from we rape kids all the time in the muslim land and um obviously the australian police were shocked by that everybody should be shocked by that but and and the other thing is people always say like all all cultures are beautiful and do you, i mean y'all have heard that that saying right like all cultures are beautiful all cultures are not beautiful islam is not a beautiful culture like it's not a beautiful religion it's not a beautiful culture raping kids is not a beautiful thing and rape in general is not a beautiful thing and tyranny is not a beautiful thing god our god the real god the christian god is a god of freedom from the very beginning of the bible he is freeing the israelites from egypt we believe in a God that is for people having free will and coming to faith on their own, you know, accord. And he is a God of freedom. He is not a God that is of slavery and tyranny and forcing you to do something. But this is how the Muslims look at things. So there was that story that came out of Australia. There's a lot of stories like that. There's a lot of Muslims, even in America, that the men just think it's their right to rape women and kids and to, to be this way. They think that that's their uh, God given and right, but they believe in Allah, who is not God, and they have just twisted God into being this thing that allows them to um, to cave to their most base and evil desires and to call that holy. And that is really what Islam is at its core. I have read the Quran. I have studied Sharia law. I have looked into all of this stuff. I'm not coming at it from an ignorant standpoint. I'm looking at this objectively, and I'm telling you guys that this is an evil religion at its core, at its very core. So you can say that, oh, well, there's just some extremists. If you're not even really, I think, from my research, I don't think that you're even fully a Muslim unless you are an extremist. I mean, the Quran calls for people to murder infidels. That's why um, in Palestine, again, it's not a country, it's a concept, but it's why a lot of the Palestinians and the Hamas and these terrorist organizations over there are sending, they will strap bombs um, to their children, to their own children, and then send their children over to over the border to Israel in order to hopefully uh, murder some Israelis. And so it's just something that is um, just very, at its very basic level, an evil thing, something that our God, the real God, uh, abhors, I would say, definitely abhors. Of course, God would like for everybody to come to Christ and to do that, you know, at their own free will. But at the end of the day, 
you guys know that I'm a Reformed Christian and I believe that God does choose his people. Um, In the Bible, it's just repeatedly saying these are God's chosen people. God chooses his people. We do have free will and it's a hard concept for our brains to grasp that we have free will, but God also, you know, has predestined certain things to happen. Um, But that is just the case. All of these prophecies being fulfilled, even this happening to Israel now, all of these prophecies in the Bible being fulfilled, that is predestination. That is God saying this is what's going to happen because I predestined for it to happen. And God does have his set group of people. He does have his chosen people. We're called the elect. And a lot of people who haven't read their Bible don't know what that is, but the elect is just, we are the chosen people of God. We are the ones that God has predestined to save. And so, you know, these people that were trying to tell me, well, we need to go and we need to get the gospel to these terrorist organizations. Just, I think everybody needs to understand that, like, that sounds good. That sounds good on paper, but you're not going to physically go talk to Hamas and ISIS and the Taliban, are you? You're not going to do that. Um, And the lady that I was getting into these battles with on Facebook about this, she was just like, well, everyone can be saved and we should really share the gospel with everyone. But this woman's not going to go knock on Hamas's door and read them the gospel. She's not going to do that because she's going to die. And there are certain people who are just not saved. I'm not saying that I think that God can't save anybody he wants to. Clearly, we also know from the Bible that God has saved some terrible people, literally serial killers. So like God can save anybody. And we know that. But this woman that I was getting into arguments with is not, she's not going to go knock on the terrorist door and try to read them, you know, the gospel. I, it's not like you shouldn't do that, but you really shouldn't do that because you're going to probably get murdered indefinitely. So there has to be, um, there has to be some logic here. And again, if you have this bully beating up little girls on the playground in middle school, you don't just go, you know, try to tell him, hey, uh, what if if you didn't do that, like he'll probably kick you in the face. So we have to be logical about these types of things. But I really, 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 really don't understand why all of these other Islamic nations don't just absorb the Palestinians into them. I don't understand. We wouldn't even have all of this stuff happening with Israel and Hamas and the Palestinians if these other Islamic nations would just absorb these people into their nations. I mean, Islam is a cult. If they're so cultish, why don't they just absorb their people and like make their cult? bigger, other than the fact that, um, you know, I just have to assume that Muslims enjoy the chaos. They enjoy uh, all of this stuff happening. Today was uh, October 13th is when I'm recording this, was officially the global day of jihad. And that that is just where they were telling everybody to go murder people. They were telling people to go be violent to everybody who's not Muslim. This is not a peaceful religion. And we have been propagandized in America to believe that Islam is a peaceful religion. I don't know if you guys have heard that saying too, but a lot of the politicians left-leaning obviously uh, have been saying for like a decade, ever since 9-11 really, so way longer than that. Um, but they have been saying uh, Islam is is a peaceful religion. It's, is it? Is it really? Um, because, again, all of these terrorist organizations, the major ones in the world, are Islamic. And they're the ones that blew up our Twin Towers. And they're the ones who are attacking Israel repeatedly. And they're the ones who are beheading people and raping people and pedophiles. I don't I don't know. I'm not getting peaceful from that. I'm not really getting peaceful from that. But maybe, maybe I'm looking at it, you know, differently than they are. Um, Um, So we just can't gaslight ourselves. I think sometimes when horrible things happen or there's like groups of horrible people in the world, we want to believe as humans that we can just talk to them and we can just 
like sympathize and empathize and just, you know, try to understand what they're going through and that we can all come to some sort of, you know, basic level of human common ground. But you can't really do that with every group of people, can you? No, you can't. Not with every not with every group, but not you not with every group of people. So um, I'm just, you know, I don't want people to act like evil people are not evil. It doesn't help anybody. It specifically doesn't help the victims. And so I don't like seeing it. Um, but I just want to go over a timeline really quick. So let's go over the timeline of surprise attack by Hamas on Israel because it's been like a week now. And so I just want to go through the I just want to go through some news uh, timeline stuff of what exactly happened. Here are the key developments that have happened so far in the war. So we have rockets. October 7th at 6.30 a.m. in Israel, air raid sirens began sounding in Jerusalem around 6.30 a.m. local time, warning citizens of the attack in progress and to immediately take cover. An estimated 2,200 rockets were fired towards southern and central Israel, including Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. By the Hamas militants, we're going to exchange that word for terrorists um, every time that I can. According to the Israel Defense Forces, meanwhile, Hamas claims at least 5,000 rockets were fired, all landing in the southern and central parts of Israel. So then we have armed Hamas terrorists. Many on motorcycles stormed blockaded areas of the Gaza Strip, shooting at uh, Jewish settlers and slaughtering people in kibbutzim and small towns. Video footage surfaces of Hamas terrorists taking Israeli citizens, including mothers, children, and the elderly hostage and carrying them across the Gaza border. October 7th, shortly after the attack begins, Muhammad Deef, uh, you guys, I'm trying my hardest with pronunciations of this stuff, um, but I'm not from the Middle East and I don't know how to pronounce these names, but uh, he's the commander-in-chief of Hamas's military arm, Al-Qassam Brigades, uh, releases a video statement claiming responsibility for the attack. Israel is at war. Israeli jet fighters launch retaliatory strikes in Gaza. Video uh, surfaces of a high-rise residential building and um, the Al-Susi Mosque in Gaza City being bombed and flattened. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu tells uh, his country Israel is at war. President Joe Biden tells Netanyahu in a phone call that the United States condemns Hamas's assault and has Israel's back. In a televised address from the White House, Biden says, quote, Israel has a right to defend itself and its people. It's just interesting. I want to stop here really quick. Uh, just don't forget that Joe Biden he funded this attack. He gave Iran $6 billion. He gave the Taliban in Afghanistan with his horrible pullout that we've already covered, but he gave them $8 billion worth of weaponry and equipment. And the, they would have had no way to do this without Joe Biden. So it's very, very awful for me to see him come out and act like he's in support of the Israeli citizens. He's not. And I hope that they you know, know that. Um, I hope that they can see through it. So 30 Israeli police killed in fighting October 8th. At least 30 Israeli police officers are killed in the fighting, mainly in Starat, Israel, uh, where Hamas gunmen took control of the police station. Um, Israeli officials announced that fighting is ongoing in six places, including Starat, uh, which sits just two miles from the border with Gaza, and that a rocket injured four people. There's a picture of that. Um, 
just it looks awful. Videos posted online show a packed all-night music festival in a desert um, in southern Israel near the Gaza border being attacked by rockets and armed Hamas fighters on the ground. The footage shows women and children being dragged away in vehicles and driven back into Gaza. Israeli Rescue Service uh, Zaka says at least 260 bodies were removed from the venue following the attack. Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken uh, tells ABC's This Week anchor George Stephanopoulos that the U.S. has pledged its full support to Israel, saying, uh, quote, the world should be revolted at what it has seen. October 9th in the morning, air sirens sound in northern Israel, prompting residents to rush to safe rooms. The Israel Defense Forces claimed at least two rockets were fired toward northern Israel from Lebanon. One of the rockets, according to IDF, landed in Lebanese territory. Quote, the IDF neutralized a number of terrorist infiltrators who crossed from Lebanon into Israel. Uh, We are defending our country and stand ready on all borders, the IDF says in one of their statements. An official with the U.S. National Security Council confirms there were nine Americans killed in Israel. The death toll would continue to climb. Uh, The IDF announces its jet fighters struck 130 targets in the Gaza Strip and Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, uh, y'all, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing all of these wrong, orders a complete siege at Gaza, cutting electricity to the region and blocking fuel and food from entering the territory from Israel. The IDF announces it has mobilized 300,000 reserves, the largest and quickest call-up in Israel's history. Hamas says that the group will start killing Israeli hostages one by one and film the executions unless Israel uh, unless Israel immediately stops shelling homes in Gaza without warning. Um, pure, unadulterated evil is what this is. So October 10th, the, the U.S. confirms that an undetermined number of Americans had been taken hostage by Hamas. Quote, I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery efforts. Because as precedent, I have no higher priority than the safety of Americans being held hostage around the world. Um, And that is what Biden said. But don't forget that he had a very important barbecue that he couldn't cancel. He doesn't really care. This is just lip service. Biden says the atrocities committed by Hamas fighters included the quote-unquote slaughter of men, women, and entire families, as well as quote-unquote stomach-churning reports of babies being killed. Um, but again, you know, he had time. He had time for his barbecue. It just, it's like giving sociopath, okay? It's giving sociopath. Um, very charming, but then like super don't care. So, oh my gosh, gallant tours southern Israel along the Gaza border telling soldiers they are moving to, quote, a full-scale response to the Hamas surprise attack and that he has, quote-unquote, removed every restriction. Hamas wanted to see a change in Gaza. The reality is Gaza will make a 180. They will regret their actions, Gallon said. Um, There's another picture of like... 
people on these military tanks. Um, October 13th, the IDF calls for, quote, all residents of Gaza City to evacuate their homes and move south for their protection. Um, Blinken meets with Palestinian Authority President uh, Mahmoud Abbas in Jordan and conveys the need to cool tensions across the West Bank and prevent the conflict from broadening. Blinken also expresses condolences to the families of those killed in Gaza. Biden speaks with family members of Americans who remain unaccounted for after the attack in Israel. The first chartered flight to evacuate Americans from Israel departs for Europe. Um, Okay, and then we have attempted mass exodus from Gaza delayed at Egypt border on October 14th. Egypt, Israel, and the United States agree to allow foreigners in Gaza to pass through the border, crossing into Egypt, causing a chaotic rush to the southern border by Palestinians and foreigners hoping to escape. Um, But no firm timeline is set on when the border will open. The IDF announces it is preparing to implement a quote-unquote an an integrated an integrated and coordinated attack from the air, sea, and land with an emphasis on quote-unquote significant ground operations. Um... October 15th, Sari Bashi, program director for Human Rights Watch, tells ABC News Live that the situation in Gaza is, quote unquote, about as bad as it can get. Um, Well, yeah, they're Islamic terrorists, so they haven't exactly. I mean, Hamas has not been taking care of the people of Gaza. Let's just talk about the fact that uh, if we could get rid of Hamas forever, that would be the best thing to ever happen to Gaza, to the Palestinian citizens and the civilians. But anyway, we're going on. Um, This says, quote, people are being forced to drink brackish untreated water because the price of bottled water has gone up beyond what most people can afford. Boshi says, uh, food is short. There is no electricity. Every, um, even emergency generators that hospitals have are running low on fuel and supplies are dwindling. The number of U.S. citizens killed in the Hamas attack on Israel rises to 30. At least 13 American nationals are still missing, um, a State Department spokesperson said. So Biden, to go to the Middle East, On October 16th, the Israel Defense Forces say the number of hostages taken by Hamas has climbed to 199. Hamas says it is holding between 200 and 250 hostages and releases video of one of them. 21-year-old Mia Shem, who was abducted at the Supernova Music Festival, attacked by the terrorist group. Ronan Barr, director of Israel's Shin Bet Security Service, says in a letter that he takes uh, responsibility for the Israeli intelligence failure that aided the Hamas attack, saying, quote-unquote, we were unable to generate a sufficient warning for the Hamas attack. Okay, did you want to give us any specifics? Um, The White House announces Biden will visit Israel, and that's all on October 16th. So October 17th, the Pentagon confirms that 2,000 U.S. troops have been put on a heightened state of readiness for possible deployment to the Middle East, a Pentagon official said Tuesday morning. Overnight, Israeli air raids killed at least 71 people and injured at least 50 others in Gaza, the Palestinian health ministry said. 
At least 500 people are killed in an explosion at the Al-Ali Arab Hospital in the middle of Gaza City, which uh, was being used to shelter thousands of displaced residents, the Gaza Health Ministry says. The IDF denies responsibility for the blast, saying a failed rocket launch by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad caused it. Netanyahu says, quote, the barbaric terrorists in Gaza are the ones who attacked the hospital, end quote. A senior U.S. official tells ABC News that U.S. officials at this point, quote, just don't know where the rocket came from. Um, But actually, I found that somebody had made a very good video and I ended up posting it on Instagram of what they're talking about. And it was Hamas. It was a failed rocket launch by Hamas, which, I mean, Hamas uses their own people as human shields, their own Palestinian civilian citizens. Like, they use them as human shields. This is, like, well-known information. And so it's not shocking that they would, like, put them in the line of fire. They don't care. They're terrorists. Like, well, they don't care. I mean, the Islam is, again, it is just, it is a religion that doesn't have real um, virtue or real values or real morals. It is literally these weak men who have decided to pretend like their sins are holy and, like, the wrong things in the world are the right things in the world. And the Bible talks a lot about stuff like that. It talks about that, you know, being the end times when we're calling good evil and calling evil good. Um, But Islam men like these Muslim people have been doing that forever. Um, So Biden arrives in Israel October 18th. Under the threat of rocket strikes and heightened security, President Biden arrives in Israel uh, Israel Wednesday morning and is greeted with an embrace by Prime Minister Netanyahu near Tel Aviv. Uh, During a joint appearance with Netanyahu, Biden says he is, quote, unquote, proud to be here. Um, He says, uh, quote, I want to say to the people of Israel, their courage, their commitment, their bravery is stunning. It's really stunning. Biden says, vowing to supply Israel with whatever it needs to defend itself. Uh, let's just remember that he funded this. He he literally supplied and funded this. So anyway, in response, Netanyahu says, quote unquote, thank you, Mr. President. Thank you for standing with Israel today, tomorrow, and always. Uh, at the Vatican in Rome, Pope Francis appeals for peace in the Middle East. Uh, quote unquote, today our thoughts go to Israel and Palestine, the Pope says. Um, quote, casualties are right and the situation in Gaza is desperate. Please do everything possible to avoid a humanitarian catastrophe. So that's the timeline that we have right now. And I'm just saying that it is so two-faced and it is so obviously evil to fund a terrorist attack like Joe Biden did and then to go to have the nerve to go over there really late, by the way, um, and to say, well, we stand with you. You stand with us late and you stand with us not really and you also made this possible like you you gave all of this money to Iran and you gave all of this stuff to the Taliban and no and no so I I don't know I've given you guys my thoughts on this I think it's absolutely insane that we have to act like evil things are good and that good things are evil and that all religions and all cultures are so beautiful when so clearly they are not um 
we're going to have to watch and see, you know, what unravels with this. Again, this is just, we're not going to be able to fight God's plan. Like, this is what's going to happen. The Middle East is going to have unrest. It's going to have a lot of unrest. And eventually, things are going to get really, really crazy because the Antichrist is going to reveal himself. And then we're all going to have to follow the Antichrist. We're what? We're going to die? Yes, that's what Muslims do. They Islamic terrorists kill people that don't listen to what they have to say and don't listen to what they tell them to do. So I, again, do believe from my own research that the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim. That is my personal belief based on what I've read. Um, You guys are free to challenge me on that. If you have verses that, uh, you know, kind of suggest otherwise, then let me know. Definitely send me a message or you can email me at mail at JennyRobinson.com. I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. Um, But I don't think that there's another religion that exists in the world other than Islam that is tyrannical enough and evil enough and worships deceit enough to to be the religion that the Antichrist is going to have. For the longest time, I thought the Antichrist wasn't even going to have a religion. I thought he was going to be an atheist, but that wouldn't make any sense because he's got to be anti-Jesus. And in order to be anti-Jesus Christ, anti-Christ, anti-Jesus Christ, then you have to you have to acknowledge religion to a certain extent. You have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ exists um, in order to to be anti him. So I I do think, I mean, because Muslims, they do recognize that Jesus existed. They do, you know, recognize him. So I think it's going to be a Muslim. I think that the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim. And this is all in Revelation. That's why I'm telling you guys, read your Bible, but start in Revelation. I usually say start in Genesis and read all the way through, but start in Revelation and then go to Genesis and then read it all the way through to Revelation again. Um, because I want you guys to understand that all of this has been spoken about. All of this has been spoken about. There's going to be so much unrest in the Middle East in the end times, right before the Antichrist like shows up, because there's going to be this fight over Jerusalem, the Holy Land, and then the Antichrist is going to rule from the Holy Land for a while, and then Jesus is going to come back and rule from the Holy Land himself, and he's going to restore peace and order um, in the world for believers, not for those who are not believers. That's going to be a rough time for you guys, because he also said he's coming back with a sword. He's coming back, and I don't think he's going to be cutting carrots, okay? That's in a song by Tyson James, which is like such a good song. It's called Division. You guys should listen to that and listen to all of Tyson James' song. He's, he's like a Christian rapper. Um, you guys know I love I love Christian rap, but it's just like we're amping up. I, that's why I like Christian rap because we're amping up for like the big grand finale of our world. I think, and I think we have to take it very seriously. I just would not want to be the person who has not read their Bible or has not tried to understand God's plan when Jesus gets here. Like, that would be embarrassing for me. I don't want that for myself. I want to know what's going on. I want to be able to, you know, spot things when they're happening. And that's why I feel like this is one of the things that is our duty to spot and it is our duty to call it out. And that is why I am doing that on this episode. But again, if you have any other insight into Revelation that I don't have, then let me know. I'm, I'm all ears. And honestly, I've been looking for as many male pastors, not female pastors, because those don't exist and are unbiblical. But I'm looking for as many male pastors as I can to study Revelation with. 
because I want to understand all of this and I don't want to be putting out any bad or wrong information to you guys. I want to be as accurate as I can be. And again, that's why I waited to even do this episode. I wanted to be emotionally more stable than I was last week. I wanted to be more rested than I was last week because I really haven't been sleeping with all of this. I I do think that this is the start of what um of what Revelation is talking about. I don't think we're like in the middle of it all, but I do think that this is the start because again it just feels different. It just feels different this time. Hamas is always attacking Israel, but never this severely. And things are just feeling different in the Middle East right now. So I would say prepare yourselves to the extent that you can. And um, we need to, as Christians, challenge each other's beliefs, too. We need to do that way more. And that's why I'm telling you guys, you know, message me, email me if you think I'm wrong on any of this, because I want to, you know, correct myself if I am. And I want to make sure that I'm putting out the most accurate information that I can and honoring God and glorifying God to the extent that I am able to. So again, This is a big, messy situation. None of us really understand it over here in America, I would say. I'm not going to pretend to know every little detail about what's going on in the Middle East. I just know what the Bible says, and I just know that this is part of God's plan. And I also know that, you know, it's just, it's going to be pretty chaotic no matter what anybody says. It it does make me mad that Joe Biden made this possible because a lot of kids have been... (sighs) The things that have been happening to kids is like, it's just atrocious. It's it's un, it's unfathomable what these Muslim men think that is it's okay for them to do. They I don't know how they how in the world can you in your mind justify raping infants and beheading them like at the same time. I don't understand. So I can't, I can't like, like I will literally like my heart will break and I will die of like just crying if I focus too much on this. But I am glad that I got through this episode and I'm going to be talking about this more as more news comes out. But this really does break my heart. And if it doesn't really, really upset you, then you should go to a therapist. And I don't even recommend that ever. But you're probably a sociopath and you need to get that looked at. This should really, really upset and trouble everybody, um, especially Christians. And Christians have a duty, a moral and spiritual duty to stand with Israel, not with Hamas. (laughs) 